wait, did she come over? Yeah. Here? And we knew it. I was just, it here? It was here. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been actually right there. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. We're doing Love is Blind today. Yeah. Recapping season six. It's been a minute. We skipped season five. Yeah. Luckily, apparently. That's what we've heard. But I got to say, watching these six episodes of season six, I was like, ooh, I missed this. Yeah, we missed something. <laughs> it's so cringy. That's oh, good stuff. This show. I like it. Because we think this is going to be a monster recap. We've decided we're going to split this into two parts. So right now you're listening to part one and part two is going to come out very shortly sometime today. Shall we just get right into it? There's so much to cover. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, so I put a lot of thought into how we would organize notes for these because let me tell you, taking notes for Love is Blind is a different beast than for The Bachelor, which is very linear. But I decided first we would start with a certain contestant who was only in the pods and then we'll move on and do couple by couple. Sound good? No, I agree with this. Okay, so obviously this person is Matthew. He is the one who had numbered questions, like questions one through 15. Mm -hmm. And then he would tell each woman to pick one and then he'd ask the question, although he had no interest in answering his own questions, evidently. A highlight was with Sarah Ann. Her answer to one of his questions was so long that he just got up and walked out. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta respect that. There was something slightly spirit animal-ish oh, about yeah. this, but it was very Every, rude. He did what everyone wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I, in a way, I respected it, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, like, you can't do that. Yeah, just try. So at one point with AD, he says he's not doing this to become a C-list celebrity. He's a small-town country boy, population 600. Being in a dating pod is the scariest thing possible. And the big talking point, of course, with him is that he tells AD and Amber basically the same stuff. He seems to come on very, very, very strong or not at all. It annoyed me how in the house he never said thank you. I I did though, whenever he would open up about his past and why he is the way he is, I was like, oh, that's really endearing. But then he would go and do something that I'm like, dude, you're, what was he, 36 or something? He was in his 30s. When someone is like, hey man, you want a cup of coffee? Hey, here, your journal is over here. It costs you nothing to say thank you. Nothing. It's not difficult. So, okay, I'll get that. It really bugged me. <laughs> Is that the thing we're talking about? Uh, that he doesn't okay. say thank you? <laughs> okay. So he tells Amber and AD the things about their dads or like he wants to ask their dads for permission before he proposes. Do you want to leave right now? I'll leave with you, that sort of thing. And then AD confronts him. And it's very odd, this conversation. He says America loves an underdog. He thinks America's on his side. And she's like, I think you're a little too focused on the cameras and the lights. He seems focused on having broken Amber's heart on national TV. And then when it seems like AD's more invested in Clay, he backs off and like vanishes <laughs> into the night. Yeah, it feels to me like I, I couldn't quite figure Matthew out. At first I thought, okay, this is just an awkward guy mm-hmm. who's just, I don't know, he was choosing between maybe becoming a serial killer and going on TV. He chose TV. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I think this guy was trying to do something. Mm. I think he was trying to Andy Kaufman this. Ooh. And I feel like he didn't go far enough. Like he got stuck in between just an awkward guy and Andy Kaufman. He didn't um. go full Andy Kaufman, which he should have. So I think if I had to put money on it, he went on this show thinking, I'm going to be something. Yeah. I'm going to be this weird guy. Yeah. I'm going to do an act. But he didn't go far enough. He didn't commit. He didn't commit far enough. Okay, so I think Matthew is deeply, deeply insecure. That's why I think someone does this 
double life, you know, telling two girls the same thing thing, which is just him weighing his options, trying to make sure that he's not left brokenhearted. And then the second one of them, like AD, had something with Clay and then suddenly he's out and he's like, oh, I'm going to go find Amber. First of all, do I think he went to go find Amber? Most likely not. I just think he was so out of his element and way too insecure for this setting. Yeah, but the delusions of grandiosity where he's talking about how America is seeing him mm. as if he's like the president of the United States. <laughs> like he's like a, like a C yeah, cast member on Love is Blind. That's something someone who's really insecure would do. Yeah, I, I agree. Would so be so, so focused on how he's being perceived. I, I, you're probably right. This is probably an issue of insecurity rather than him, you know, preparing yeah. this whole role. All right. So let's get to the couples now. We'll start nice and easy with Johnny and Amy. I mean, they're cute together. Oh, yeah. Can I just say in the pods, we learned she's from Puerto Rico originally. He's from New Jersey. I wrote they have a really easy vulnerability together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She in particular is extremely endearing to me. I love her speaking voice. Yeah. You know, I have a thing for this. When I like someone's speaking voice, it's almost impossible for me to not like them. <laughs> and Amy is that person this season. I also love that she loves Studio Ghibli. And she wants to visit Japan. I also love that he was able to just sort of sing We Three Kings with all the wrong lyrics and and the wrong music. (laughs) Everything was sort of like imperfect and perfect. It's in its imperfectness between them. They talk biggest fears. And Amy says uh, it's her little brother who's on the spectrum and has ADHD. Mm. Right now, her father is his primary caretaker, but she's next in line. She wants him to feel safe and cared for. And she needs a partner to understand that. And I got to say, Johnny responds to this perfectly, in my opinion. He's very understanding. But I also love that he admitted that if she had led with this at the forefront, he might have written her off, which mm-hmm. is brutally honest, but also makes me respect him for his honesty. Likewise. She arrives to a big bouquet of flowers. Eventually, they call each other their best friends there. And he says two things. He's not perfect. So if something comes up, she should let him know immediately so he can correct it right away. And two, he wants to be with her at 90 years old. He proposes. She says yes, all tearfully. They're very cute oh, together. Yeah. You can see why they... We're shown first. Yeah, this is easy. <laughs> Got the easy stuff out of the way. So we get to their big reveal now. Mm. They seemed really into each other physically. Yeah. I will say she seemed less into him than he was into her. No question he's more into her than she's into him. But she was into how into her he was. I agree. I think that it's very powerful for someone to seem very attracted to you. It can sometimes confuse you into liking a person. Not that I think that's what's happened here, but I think it would be very attractive for the guy after all those, I don't know, all that time talking in the pods, when you finally meet them, for him to be as physically into her as he was, I mean, I would be like, sold. Yeah. And it's not like Johnny is like, like no one's going to look at Johnny and be like, ugh, that's disgusting. No, yeah, like, he's obviously, he's looking. perfectly presentable yeah. for anyone's taste. Yeah. So it's not like she was upset. Yeah. She was just like, this isn't what I'm used to. Yes. You know, this is not exactly what I pictured, but look at this guy. Yeah. Look how beautiful I am in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then we'll talk Dominican Republic with them briefly. Andy, you said they're the only people having real kisses. 100%. Mm-hmm. In the pool, 
when they oh. were being silly and like sort of playing footsies, like looking at their feet together. Yeah. And then he was just sort of carrying her around in the water and they would just kiss and just linger in the kiss. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Like I believe, I mean, I know there's a lot to come, but I believe in them. Yeah. You, you go, you go to vac- on vacations and you go to these places where it's like all couples, mm-hmm. you know, like Island places. And you see the couple, you know, the couples that are good and the ones that are not. Yeah. And the ones that are good are having those long kisses. Yes. Not necessarily. They're like making out with their tongues all over each other. But you see, it lasts a little longer than the others. Mm-hmm. They were having true makeouts. Yeah. And in his confessional, Johnny says he found her. That's it. And in hers, she says she wouldn't have paid attention to him in, in the real world. She's normally attracted to darker guys with darker hair. But the physical attraction continues to grow. So that will either be, I feel like, part of their arc or it'll be foreshadowing. Yeah. I personally think 75% chance these guys go the distance. Mm. 25% chance she ends it. Okay. All right, that brings us to Brittany and Kenneth. We'll go all the way back to the pods. They really seem to bond over religion. They're both very into God. Down with Jesus. Down with Jesus. He reveals his mom passed away from cancer when he was 12. He had a great childhood where he had everything and then suddenly had nothing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, her father passed away when she was five. He was an alcoholic. And she says, going through things that force you to mature quickly sets you apart from other people. Mm I mean, first of all, it's insane to me that they're 24 and 25, but you can tell that these experiences, you know, she said, forced you to mature quickly. I feel like you could tack another decade onto each of them and they would seem perfectly normal for their age. Honestly, I think you could tack two or three on. And you could almost feel a bit of defensiveness from him, not in a bad way, like even in his confessionals, he's like, people wonder how I'm so ready to get married. Like I just am like age is just a number. Like he seemed almost frustrated at having to defend how ready he is for this. And I totally buy it. Like, I think that he's going to make an awesome husband, whether or not it's to Brittany. I don't know. Can I be honest with you? I think you're probably right. Uh But I get a sinking suspicion that there's another side to him because no one's that perfect as a man okay uh britney says the world sees her as an alpha male but truly deep down she wants to be led she says her dream is for her kid to come to ask her like mommy mommy to ask her something and for her to just reply did you talk to your daddy about it (laughs) (laughs) you know i respect the honesty of this i think everyone in some ways wants to be led there are days in our relationship where i'm like oh just lead me and vice versa no, I, I like being led. There's no question. Yeah. Which is funny because early in our relationship, you you that was not how you advertised yourself. Uh, I, uh, well, you know. <laughs> Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, but but you didn't let me have it. You didn't let me lead properly. So I said, okay, you you lead that. You know what's funny is I think that there was sort of a conversation within a conversation where I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm into that. But deep down, I was like, I'll be wearing the pants. And deep down, you were like, you'll be wearing the pants. Yeah, yeah. We both <laughs> lied to each other in a very sweet way. Okay. They talk about how many babies they want. And turns out her mother was a twin. Her twin sister passed away. And then... She, Brittany, was born on her mother's birthday the following year, meaning she never had to spend her birthday without either her s- twin sister or her daughter. He says that story speaks to the power of God. I got to say their faith, you know, the way he sees God in that story and she sees God in his stories and they just are in to be on that on the same page about that is really powerful for mm-hmm. them in particular. Like I can't imagine either of them not being with someone who feels the same way. Oh, it's impossible. Oh, and Andy, this was a highlight for you as they're eating. 
I, I think she, he had brought her a salad or something or sent her a salad. And she very casually starts a conversation with, oh, totally random. What ethnicity is your family? <laughs> Uh, Subtle. Totally random. Uh, he, what, not, not, not what ethnicity are you? What is she, a genealogist? She's like, oh no, I know, I need to know your family's history. I don't understand why this is allowed. I feel like the entire discussion of looks, and of course we'll get to this with Jimmy and Chelsea later, but the entire discussion, like asking questions that would give away what anyone looks like at all, including ethnicity, I think is kind of not the point there should be a rule you cannot ask anything about what they look like in any indirect way whatsoever Uh uh-huh period that should be a rule they should have like you know you know on like live broadcasts like sports they have a five second delay because if someone starts blasting f-bombs they just bleep it and then they have time to do it yeah they should have the same thing here like if someone starts asking that they should just bleep the other person's sound i think that it's definitely foreshadowing for their relationship and not because i think she has a problem with it. I it actually, based on the previews, especially looks like this might be more of an issue for him than for her. Yeah. And especially that conversation he has with AD later on in the Dominican Republic. He asks if she wants to wait until marriage to have sex and she's sorry, to be intimate. <laughs> and she says, yes. And he says, I love that. And that he wants God to bless them. And he has no doubt it's her. She's there for him at his most vulnerable moments. He proposes. She says, yes. Andy, do you have thoughts on them overall? Yeah. I mean, they seem to like each other. Yeah. And they, they have similar interests. And also to touch on the religion thing, I do wonder, I think that they have a, a beautiful connection. I, I just want to get that out of the way. But I do wonder if you do remove the God piece from it entirely, how much of that pie is left? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the, of their dynamic, the, like the little interactions. If you, if you remove that thing that they have in common, that they love so much that the other also has that same faith. I don't know how much is left behind. Yeah. Can God float a relationship? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. I don't think you can. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't speak to that experience. But for me, how I feel, like my faith level is a, a very sl- small sliver of our pie. You know what I mean? So let's just try to create an analogy. Let's say that you were a lover of animals. Like, like literally, you had like 10 cats, 20 dogs. Like you had a pig, you yeah. had a goose. You're completely you, you're, vegan. You're, you're, you're completely vegan. Yeah. You know, you've never worn leather. You don't you hang volunteer. out with friends who wear leather. Yeah. You volunteer at, the, at a shelter on the oh, weekends. Oh, you volunteer your whole job. You yeah. work at a zoo. Yeah. Okay. That's your job. <laughs> you, you help uh, in your spare time. Yeah. You work at a shelter. Uh-huh. It's out of control. And then okay. you find someone who's the same thing. Yeah. Is that enough? Assuming that you don't like the same foods, that you don't like each other's senses of humor, humor, yeah, and that you don't like the way each other dresses, yeah, yeah. like you don't like the way they interact it, with other people. Then, but then the question is, if that thing takes up so much of your life, maybe that is most of the pie. Like it doesn't matter as long as you have that. Then so many things automatically click into place for you because of the amount of airtime that thing gets in your life. Hmm. Don't think so. <laughs> Andy, it's that time again when we talk about razors and Mm. shaving foam and body scrub. Let's be honest. When we started a podcast, did we think we would be advertising a razor? No, nor did I think I'd get excited. Of course, we are talking about Athena Club, the amazing Athena Club razor. They've disrupted this entire industry. Do you know how good a razor has to be to disrupt the razor industry? I mean, can you imagine the balls to say, you know what? I'm going to make the best razor. Yeah. Who thinks that? 
Yes. And of this category, this price point with Athena Club, you get the razor itself, two shea butter and hyaluronic acid infused blades and the amazing magnetic hook that we love so very much. The one that you stick in your shower and you just go clip. Mm. It's so cute. All of that for $10. Could you not see a world where that magnet alone could cost $10? I'm oh, serious. I, I can 100% yeah. picture that. Look at it. It's perfect. Is there any reason why we need other razor brands at this point? I don't think so. They can do other things, right? If you have all the razor making equipment, you could probably pivot into something else, like box cutters, maybe. (laughs) Athena Club completely disrupted it. Their shaving foam, and you're holding over there the gentle sugar scrub, which I'm also completely obsessed with. It smells so good. Their products are just like, they feel fancy. They feel like they should cost two to three times the price and that you would buy them from a certain fancier, like higher end store. But instead, no, these are like drugstore prices. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I think Athena is going to become a household name. From now on, when you think of the goddess Athena, you're going to think of shaving. So are you ready to upgrade your shaving experience? Switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award-winning razor and body products and get 20% off your purchase with code DEARSHANDY at Checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. And do you know one of my new favorite sounds? What's that? Isn't that so pleasing? It's oh, the sound yeah. of, you got it right, mm. of ding, ding, ding. It's the babble sound. That's the sound when you get it right, when you're learning a new language in one of your 10-minute lessons every day. And let me tell you, it works. Because the best way to learn a language, everyone knows, is through immersion, by completely immersing yourself in the language and culture. But not everyone can just go and like move to France. And so how wonderful that on our phone, this is a perk of having a phone. We always talk about the downsides. But one of the perks is you can download Babbel and you can learn a language in as little as three weeks. It's a win-win-win. You get to look at your phone without feeling guilty. (laughs) It's a little bit like exercise. Like, I'm going to be honest, not every day do I want to work on a language? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, ooh, yes, time for my language lesson. But you are always happy you did it. That's how I feel about exercising too. Afterwards, I'm like, hmm, that was a good call. There have been multiple studies to show that Babbel is better, but one study showed that 15 hours of Babbel is equivalent to a full semester at college. A full semester. Why are we going to college anymore? (laughs) Finally, all 14 of Babbel's award-winning language courses are backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Isn't that nice? So here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, our listeners, the Shandies, can get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash dearshandy. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash dearshandy. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash dearshandy. Rules and restrictions may apply. So that brings us to their big reveal... Heading into it, we hear her say he identifies as a black man and race doesn't matter to her. I do appreciate how this show goes there. Like, I love that they show these interactions and these conversations, which I think are very realistic. But I I really don't want this to become a thing with them. It may become a thing. It does feel like foreshadowing. It's super sweet how into her he is physically. And he's he's shaking. His hand is shaking as he puts the ring on her finger. And they talk about how grateful they are. And Andy, you said those are some chaste kisses. Mm. (laughs) You said imagine. No, not even any saliva. No. This is dry, <laughs> no tongue, no open mouth kisses. You said, imagine all that buildup and having to kiss like that. I mean, I don't think they're afraid of buildup, Andy. Oh, man. I'm, I'm telling you, if I was in this situation and it was some like I met this person and I really like I was satisfied with 
you know, the package, yeah. my hands would be everywhere. Well, maybe she wouldn't feel comfortable with that yet. I mean, me. This is the woman <laughs> you're going to marry. Yeah, but I mean. You haven't seen her. You've been behind a wall for, for it's like a torture test. I'm going to be honest. There was a guy I dated once who I met online. We met on Facebook. We had a bunch of mutual friends. We got talking on Facebook and we had video chatted here and there. And then he like flew to visit me in real life. And I was really attracted to him, but he like, like in person, he was all over me and like kissing me and like touching me. And I was kind of like, like I needed a minute. I was really attracted oh, okay. to him. And it ended up actually, our physical attraction ended up being like the main thing in our relationship. So it had nothing to do with that. But that first time you're in the flesh together, can be very jarring and if, I needed to kind of, I needed no, I, space. I get it. Well, beginning. I would read the room. It's not like I would just go in like <laughs> willy nilly. No, but, I, I know but, what you mean. You know, there, there was a time, there was a time I, this was an online thing yeah. and this is, uh, this only happened to me once my whole life. It was an online thing. We had a lot of chats. It was very hot. And she came in to visit me uh-huh. from, from another city. And there was not a word spoken before the act was committed. Not a word. Wow. It was very hot. Whoa. Not one word. Did she come Not over? Not even a smile. Whoa. Oh, it oh was my God. Steamy. <laughs> Wait, did she come over? Yeah. Here? And we knew it. I was just, it here? It was here. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been actually right there. Different couch, same spot. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed. I, I was I'm impressed. impressed. Wow. I was during it. I was like, good job, Andy. <laughs> This, this is good. You good job, made you. It. I mean, also, good job, Good her. job. Are you kidding? She's a hero. <laughs> okay. All right. So that brings us to the Dominican Republic with Kenneth and Brittany. The main talking point here is them getting into bed at night mm. and him saying that every single day he wants to unpack the day and how they feel about each other. That'll last for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best of intentions. It's, it's very sucks. sweet that he wants to do that. This lends to my point. Oh. No man is that perfect. And he's setting himself up to fail no matter what. Okay. That'll never last. He could be Jesus himself. Jesus would be like, enough with this. It's been 15 years. I don't care what happened today. I just want to go to sleep. I had a bad day. Yeah, I want to go to sleep. I have a headache. Leave me alone. She says she did notice their water bill will be very expensive. I thought this was cute. Mm. And he says he's excited to be with her, make memories with her. I got to say... Brittany, without makeup on, I mean, she's beautiful, but without makeup on, she's and like- glasses. Real, yeah, with glasses and no makeup. No I makeup, was like, glasses. she's stunning. Stunning. It'll be interesting, Andy, to see if you're right about that, if Kenneth is- I mean, this, the previews would suggest that he is not the perfect man that he seems to be now. Oh, did, did they suggest that? Well, yeah, we saw that scene of them on the sofa. And she's like, "We've you've been a totally different person since we've been back home. Oh, mm, yeah. And he's like not looking at her. He's just looking straight ahead and looks annoyed with her. Oh, now I'm bummed because I thought that was an original thought of my subconscious <laughs> was dictating. I mean, if love is blind as anything like The Bachelor, then those previews cannot be trusted. Mm, that's true. All right. So now things get, I don't want to say more interesting. And but- by the way, I didn't say necessarily that the relationship falling apart would mean he's a bad guy. I'm just saying that you're going to see a side of him that is not all oh, squeaky clean. That's I, all I'm saying. I mean, I agree with that because no one is that perfect. Yeah, no one. No one. And and you don't want anyone to be that perfect. As a matter of fact, being that perfect means you're not good. Oh, yeah. You me, can't be that. But that means you kill people. 100%. Like when you're not I was about around, to say, bodies under the floorboards. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that brings us to A.D. and Clay. Ooh. Mm. 
here we go. I've got to mention he's got a phenomenal radio voice. Oh yeah. When and he, he did- said it too. He's he, sometimes people lead with that and then you're like, eh. Yeah. He delivered. When he yeah, when he spoke like that, oh, I was yeah. like, damn, he should be making money off that voice. Maybe he will. They, I mean, now he has a platform. They bond over being touchy, wanting affection, definitely words of affirmation. They have a very like overtly flirty dynamic that I think works as long as both parties are totally into it. He says he has a huge ego and it's both a pro and a con. I mean, that honesty Yeah. for someone to just be like, I have a huge ego. Yeah. I, it sort of took my breath away, but I also respected it. But I like that he said it's a pro and a con. It is a pro and a con, probably. Yeah. He says this is good for him, this experience. All he's got is the conversation, not flashy things. So it sounds like he has a tendency to, I mean, he himself says he's a tendency to sort of try to compensate with material things. Mm -hmm. And her saying she just wants to get to know him is very validating for him. And then he broaches appearance. Ooh. He says, I just have to be attracted to you. And he says his favorite attributes are lips and butt. All right. (laughs) In her confessional, she says she's turned off by this and tells him needing to describe herself defeats the purpose of this whole experience. You know what I like? You know, I got to say, I like... First of all, every time I see her name on the screen, I think of the height of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Does, that, does that, everyone think that or just me? Uh, anyway, I mean, lips and butt are two things that AD does not have to worry about. No, not at all. And she doesn't say like some people would have been like, oh, well, <laughs> you came people, to the right place. Some people who might you be referring to, Andy? No. Some people. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Huh. Yeah, no, it's true. It showed restraint on yeah. her part. She, she could have easily sold herself here and she really had restraint. Yeah. She was like, no. That's not what this is about. Because that could be interpreted as like as a man. You could be like, oh, that means she doesn't have lips and a butt. Yeah. Because she's defensive. But she she her principle was stronger than her need to affirm her butt and her lips. I mean, this is just the start of all the things we love about AD. I've yeah. got to say it showed confidence. First of all, confidence. And also she her keeping him in line. Their entire dynamic is very much like him kind of like pushing the envelope a little bit and kind of pushing buttons sort of like trying to get a little wild and her being like no that's that's not how it is yeah you don't you don't speak like that you don't say that but, that but defeats the purpose ad does this with kindness and softness like yes. i've never seen on tv she's a master lessons can be learned here oh. you don't have to get angry you don't have to cross your arms yeah. and shake your head yeah and throw things. You don't have to be offended all the time. No, you don't have to be offended. You can just teach a lesson and be like, hey, listen, it's you know what it is? It's like dealing with a kid. When you deal with a kid, you're not like smacking him around. You're just like, listen, we don't throw our food on the mm-hmm. floor. Yeah, you don't take it personally. Yeah. No, she's really a master at this. And I, whether or not she ends up with Clay, I am so not worried about her because she is really ripe and ready for a relationship like where she's truly a partner in that because she has you can tell she's worked on herself yeah she has such a self-awareness of her own emotional reactions to other things and what people say mm-hmm. she's just ready oh yeah I, whether or not clay is ready we'll we'll get to okay so next she shares the drama going on with matthew Mm. And Clay has a massive <laughs> Clay, like, <laughs> Yeah, he has a huge jealous reaction to this. I, I don't know what to call it other than a jealous reaction. I mean, he's obviously well, he's also jealous. befuddled. befuddled. He's like, how can that possibly happen? Yeah, he, he is full of rage. I will say the next time he comes into the room, he immediately apologizes to his credit. So he's one of those people that needs to cool down. He said that he felt like he wasn't enough 
Mm. when she said that, you know, she had something going on with someone else. And she tells him, she's so good at this. She's like, I, you know, you yelling and, and having that big reaction triggered something from my past. I don't respond well to being yelled at. Mm. I mean, am- amazing. That's one boundary already laid down, like perfectly. Yeah. Perfect foundation to start a relationship. She was like, I don't respond well to that. I know this. And he apologizes, says he'll work on that. And he says he has not tried therapy, tends to focus on accolades, which are his armor. But deep down, he's very sensitive. He says he'll fight for her. He's getting better for her. Lots of declarations of love in general between these two in the pods. Like they're very words of affirmation-y. It's like they speak the same language. She knows what he needs and he responds well to that and then in turn is so able to give her what she needs. She knows how to... What's the word um, when you when you do the thing with a with a with a like a, a herd of cattle or something? Her, wrangle. Uh, she knows how to wrangle her man. Yes. She knows how to. T- it's not taming. It's different. There she is doesn't a taming. need to be tamed. I think there's a taming happening. It's here. a taming and a wrangling. It's a triangling. <laughs> okay, so the proposal here. I had a moment here. Where I was blown away by the editing mm-hmm. because they there was that tequila bottle after the proposal they toast with tequila shots which i thought was funny for some reason but this bottle sort of goes back and forth from room to room and it it just made me think of like oh my god how many hours of conversation are edited down to so few minutes it's a feat the editing and overall organization of this show is a feat can i tell you something whoever that editor is they deserve a nobel prize because imagine Oh. Like we're sitting, we sat through six hours of this, yeah, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty, I mean, I mean, anyone days. watching this probably yeah. did, yes. So everyone sat through six hours and they sit through 600 hours. Yeah. So can you imagine the most boring parts of these conversations sitting through and you you wake up at seven in the morning, you get into the office and you sit down and from 7.30 to 7.30 p.m. Yeah. you are listening to nothing but those conversations. Mm, it's true. Give those people a prize. It's true. And sometimes I would find the conversations didn't make complete sense. It's like they were trying to really distill it down to what was most important and someone's reaction or what they were saying didn't make complete sense with what was said before. But I, I was like understanding of it. I was like... Like, oh, I totally get it, editors. Oh, yeah. Like, you did good. Yeah, that was like one of those nights where they couldn't see straight and they're just like, this is good enough. <laughs> he proposes, she says yes, and now we get our big reveal. I mean, this was the funniest reveal to me. I, I We found Clay's reaction to her a little muted until she was like, you want to see more? And like basically does a spin for him. Amazing. So that he can behold her her figure. <laughs> she seems really into him physically, but I I don't know. It is sort of like he was just like being very I think he's just he's trying to keep his cool. Okay. I think he doesn't want to be too over the top. There was a cute moment where he wants to cuddle her and he's yeah. like, I'm a baby. And she's like, You are a baby. Yeah. That is to me that like that this is them. You know, he wants a mother's love, it would seem. Yeah, he wants to rest his head in the bosom, bosom of like, his mother. Yes. And she wants a, f- a f- doting the love of a father, really. Well, well, that's the irony is she wants the love of a father and he wants the love of a mother. Yeah, but in a way it kind of works, and doesn't it? It kind of works. It does work. It's not exactly right, but it kind of works. <laughs> I mean, she's not afraid to be that kind of mother figure with him. I really feel like she keeps him in line and he needs someone like that yeah and it comes naturally to her yeah 
without her being offended. That's massive. She is the least offendable person. And when she is offended, I mean, it is just, it is just it's a thing so, of beauty. Yes. Okay. So speaking of what we're talking about with the thing where she's a little offended, yeah. this is Dominican Republic. There's more talk about him being a big baby. <laughs> Lots of sexual chemistry. And then there's a time when they're having drinks and they're talking about calories. Mm -hmm. She talks about empty calories. She wouldn't drink a certain something because it's empty calories. And then they talk about counting calories. And he's like, calories? <laughs> he seems as bewildered by calories as wedding bands. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, was this guy just, did he come from another planet? What are the things he doesn't know anything about? He doesn't understand how a wedding works. He doesn't understand what a wedding band is. He doesn't understand that calories actually add fat to your body. So he's like, why do you have to count calories? Like, you, you, you've got a banging body. And she's like, yeah, I have a banging body because I, I watch what I eat. And then well, she thinks the calories give her the banging body. <laughs> That's all you got to do is just eat more cake. Then it becomes a weird conversation where he openly admits that if she ever did put on weight or sort of, I don't know. He it, would totally understand and still love her exactly the same. <laughs> if only. Oh. Well, he says that he would be like, okay, we'll get to the gym. Yeah. Or that he would motivate her by being like, come to the gym with me. And she's like, well, that's not nice. Like, what if I've just had a baby and I have this belly and I'm yeah. like feeling kind of insecure about it. And he doesn't respond yeah, as well as you He's might like, I'm gonna go to the gym harder. <laughs> What's the issue? There's something so black and white about him. And like, it's so yeah. simple, his reaction to things. He's a kid. He is. He in is many, a, many, many ways. He's a big kid. He yeah. really is. And I in can, good ways too. I can picture this backfiring so much in his past relationships. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone is more easily offended than AD is? And even to say that she gets offended here is too strong. She's just like, that's not nice. I would hope that you would blah, blah, blah. Like she really lays it out for him almost like a lesson. Like this is the lesson today. Yeah. If if you feel like I need to go to the gym, then you need to work on your delivery. They agree that his delivery is the bad thing. Andy, you felt that it was his delivery and the content. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were working together in tandem. Yeah. I mean, this is a touchy subject. You know, there is a whole, I think, unspoken thing about when you meet someone, what their body looks like or, you know, what you might want to change about their body, what you find attractive and yeah. what happens if that body changes over time and what are you allowed to say? And it's a sort of like unspoken thing, right? You want someone to love you in any shape that you sure, are. Right, right. So I kind of loved this conversation and I mean, it's look, candor. You got to give it to his honesty. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is brutally honest. Yeah. And he went there. But the problem is, is does that manifest itself in real behavior down the road? Yeah. Like, is he still going to be like, oh, you're right. That's not nice to say. Or yeah. is he going to be like, no, get in the gym right now. It's 630 in the morning. Why aren't you in the gym? That's like, is that what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't that's know. What's interesting is he made it sound like it would be that. Like kind well, of a judgmental, a get, get your ass in the yeah, gym. That's a problem. But I actually don't know if he would say it like that. I, I almost like think he was half joking. Yeah. I but think serious. I think he has a tendency. Like I said, he likes to push the envelope. Yeah. He is pretending he doesn't know how bad that sounds. I think he does know. Yeah. And he's just seeing how he's trying to push her buttons and feel what he can get away with. And her not reacting poorly to this and actually just showing him why it was hurtful, how he could change it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, wow, she's actually really cool. And you know what? I think AD is smart enough to realize that he is 25% joking and mm -hmm. kind of just pushing the envelope. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't overreact. Totally. What I will say about AD, which is so impressive, is she has the ability, which is so rare, mm. 
to discipline her man, so to speak, yeah, in a way that actually is a turn on. Well, it's a turn on, especially if you're talking about a guy who wants his mommy. Yes. Right. She's, she is that mother. She's the mother you always want. The one who disciplines you with a gentle but firm hand. Yes. And you're like, I like And this. gives you those and gives you that validation, gives yeah. you the positive reinforcement. Yeah. You're a good kid and I love she's you. Gonna, but don't do that again or mommy's going to put she, a beat on you. <laughs> if she ever does become a mother, she will be phenomenal, let oh, me yeah. say. I'm so not worried about it. Like, she's such a catch. Okay. So now they talk about therapy. We learn a bit more about her inner workings here. She says that she's been doing the self-work, especially sorting through, it, you know, her father issues. She reveals now, and she says this in such a heartbreakingly plain way, that she doesn't think she deserves love. Mm. And I got to say, Clay, for all he said about, you know, saying that she should get herself in the gym if she ever gains weight, he handles this so well I have such a complicated relationship with my feelings for like with yeah, Clay. Cause yeah. I, in some it's ways I'm like, place. dude, what's wrong with you? Don't say that. And then in other times like this moment, he's such a knight in shining armor yeah. that I want to hug him. So he's so bewildered by her saying that she doesn't feel she's deserving of love. He's like, why? Yeah. And she says, because I don't have it. And he's just like, what are you talking about? You're this, you're, you're gorgeous, you're smart, you're accomplished, you're ambitious, blah, blah, blah. Like he lists all these specific things about her. It doesn't to- matter. The sins of the father, they mm. just stay with you. Anyway, I loved though that he wasn't just like, oh yeah, you have those issues. It was like, no, not yeah, only are you ridiculous. lovable, these exact specific reasons are why you're lovable. Yeah. I just thought it was yeah, a lovely response. Great. And she wasn't fishing. No. She really, you could tell she really feels that No, way. unlike some other people. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> Hold your horses. Okay, she mentions walking down the aisle alone. She she thinks about this, walking down the aisle without her I father there. He says, there. what are you, going to marry yourself? <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy's a plant from Saturn. <laughs> and she's like, no, her father won't be there to walk her down the aisle. And he's like, I love this. He says, look, your your father, rest in peace. But he wasn't there for you. Your brothers were. They can walk you down the aisle. Oh, like it already came through. Yeah, he's already trying to heal that damage done. And I just found this really sweet. I thought this was a very touching scene. Likewise. Okay, so that brings us now. We're going to skip ahead because I think we're going to save Jimmy and Chelsea and that whole saga for last, obviously. That brings us to Jeremy and Laura. Was that a mistake? <laughs> was that a mistake on the birth certificate, or was that was that's not a name? I'm sorry, that's just not a name. Okay, so in the beginning, it, this is mainly Jeremy deciding between Sarah Ann and Laura, and with Sarah Ann, the a highlight for me was a very candid conversation about Botox and fillers. Yeah. I had a moment where I was like, "Is this how the kids talk about this stuff now?" It's normal. It's just like brushing your teeth. You know what it reminded me of is like in the old days. Do you remember this? First of all, there's online dating. Like there was a time when online dating was like taboo mm-hmm. and people, even oh, if they yeah. had met online, that wouldn't admit. That was the best admit. time for online dating. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Wait, why? Um, MySpace? MySpace? I was crushing it on MySpace. Yeah, but there, there was a taboo. Why? Yeah, that, that's why it was so cool. Oh. It was like everyone it was like, ooh, we're on MySpace. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's just meet up. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? I remember going on a date with a guy that I met on Match. I dated him for like two months. And when I first met his friends, he was like, oh, if they ask, we met at a bar. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like I had no issue but being like we met on Match. that makes it more intriguing. 
Oh. Yeah. It was, it was to me a bit of a turnoff. It's like, oh. are you so insecure that you can't, your oh, friends, like how good of friends are they if they're going to judge you? You don't have to you? say it. You, he's an idiot. You don't say it. You don't meet someone. I, I didn't go pe- meet people on MySpace and be like, oh, this is weird. Don't tell a single soul that we met on MySpace. Oh. I'm very embarrassed about this. No, yeah. I'd be like, this is cool. I just randomly went on the internet yeah. and met you. And yeah. look at this. We're now having a drink on MySpace. I think it's really I don't cool. even use MySpace for anything. <laughs> What is my? What was MySpace's purpose? I, I mean, don't even know. I for think, music or something? I think there's some people who are so young, they might not even know what you're talking about. Oh, dear. But yeah, so after the taboo around online dating, I think around the same time might have been teeth whitening. Do you remember that? Yeah. How it was teeth like whitening. crest Ooh. white strips when that became mainstream. It was like, oh, oh yeah. whitening Why do you teeth? care like, so much about your whiteness of teeth? Yes. What's and, wrong with you? Are you so vain? And now we've come so far where it's like, Anyone will openly admit they whiten their teeth or do whatever, and apparently also get fillers and Botox like before they're even exclusive, and it's just well, so. Well, that's the the path we're on. Eventually, and, and this this will sound like a joke, but it's not. Uh-huh. In like a hundred years, you'd be like, "Oh, you have a new head." <laughs> Jeremy asks how many followers she has on Instagram. Interesting. Turns out she has four thousand on Instagram and thirty one thousand on TikTok. Yeah, what's going on with a TikTok? What's she doing on TikTok? Is she reading novels? (laughs) He asks where she stands on politics and she says more conservative while most of her friends lean more left. I enjoyed this conversation because it's just something you don't see. I mean, you know, we normally recap The Bachelor. You do not see this conversation on The Bachelor. You don't. And I would be amazed and I am kind of amazed that all of them didn't ask this question. Oh, I wonder. I feel like they didn't because if they did, they would have shown it. I wonder, though, if if it's foreshadowing in some way. There's so many hours to sort through. It makes you wonder if every single clip is shown for a reason. What I think, I agree with you. I think what happened is, is other people, there's no way you get through four weeks of not seeing a person talking without asking what their political alignment is. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean, today. Yeah. And and I think that other people were like, oh, where do you lean on politics? They're like, oh, I'm a Democrat. They're like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, it was just like a throwaway or, or vice versa. I'm a Republican, yeah. I'm a yeah, okay. So I think this was one of the only ones where, if not the only one, where they weren't aligned. They did sort of dance over it. But I didn't they, get the feeling he was aligned, but he would have been like, oh, yeah, me too. Well, I will say this about Jeremy. He is very easygoing and like agreeable until he, I, in my opinion, as we see later on in the Dominican Republic, drinks. Yeah. Because like, I found that he sort of is a bit of a chameleon with each Laura and Sarah Ann. Where he's in like, well, vino veritas. Mm, and that is as true as the day is long. Yeah, because and the it, day isn't long. I don't understand the expression. Days are short. Whole week goes by. I don't even know what happened. But anyway, you get my point. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. In vino veritas, always true. Don't ever question it. Don't ever question it. Yeah, I'm. I'm torn on Jeremy. I'm. St- I still have some figuring out to do there. Like, I have moments where I'm, where I really have liked Jeremy, especially with Laura, but other moments where I'm like. I don't know what to make of you. No, I don't like Jeremy. Oh, you don't? No, never have. Never have? I find him very self-involved. Okay. Very walled off Uh in a a way. Very didactic, pedantic. Okay. Ooh, strong opinion. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's holding my name for a while. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to the shandies, Andy. I'm sorry. That was just, you know, you talk a lot. There's a lot of hot air going in and out. (laughs) Anyone else think Sarah Ann looks like Gabby Windy? A little bit. 
Let me know. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't unsee it. I was very distracted by it. He reveals to Sarah Ann that he lost his dad at 19 very Mm. suddenly in a car accident and reveals he visits his father's grave often just to talk to him. Mm. Um, Now, don't you feel bad, Andy? I do feel bad. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) We said here, Andy, that we don't like them together. Don't. Jeremy and Sarah Ann, I was not into it. Oil and water. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I didn't, the vibe of them interacting, I was just like, "Mm." Mm. Not even friends. Not, ooh. Yeah, not even friends. Acquaintances, maybe. Work, work friends. It felt, you know, it felt forced. Like, they're the type of couple that would end up together just because they were in the same, maybe small town where there wasn't a big dating pool and they were both single and around the same age and kind of looking to settle down like one does. If they're they're in purgatory, like one of those purgatories where you're stuck in a room with one person, eventually after a few hundred years, they start banging. (laughs) Okay. Or on Love is Blind. Later, when Jeremy does break up with Sarah Ann, you said, Andy, honestly, I don't give a crap about this couple. And with Laura, meanwhile, he and Laura bond over the sink needing to be cleaned Mm -hmm. before bed. I agree with this. I I mean, we very much agreed with this. Going to bed with dirty dishes is not fun. There's nothing worse than waking up to a smelly sink. Not just dirty, smelly. Yeah, like crusty. There's crust. Yeah. Like you didn't at least soak. You know, sometimes overnight you might leave a, oh. leave a pot, but it has to be filled with water. Who leaves Only a, cr- a crazy person doesn't fill it with Who? water. Thank you. He says that he has two electric vacuums always running, and she says she's turned on. That's cute. I feel that. She says in the past she doesn't give relationships enough time to figure out compatibility because she normally focuses on small things mm. that she doesn't mm-hmm. like and then bails. Mm. But meanwhile with him, she's run out of space on the pros side of her pros and cons list. Quite the compliment, I feel like, wow. especially coming from her. Yeah. And she doesn't care about these little things that normally deter her. And he says it's insane to say, but he's falling for her. She checks all the boxes. He proposes and she tearfully says yes. Right. I have mixed feelings about Jeremy and Laura. Zero, th- zero chance. I give it zero chance. Oh, wow. Zero. Not even 0.1%. Okay. Zero. This is a joke. Oh, this is wow. not working. Not working. He says she looks better than he could have imagined. And you felt that she was not into his looks. Oh, I think he's into her. I think he wants to be with her. I don't think she wants to be with him. So that's why you think it's not going to work out. I don't think, put it this way. I don't think she's the one for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to force a, a square peg into a circle. I think they both are. Yeah, but he less than her. She clearly is not in this for the long run. Okay. To me, it's clear as day. Unless this is the way she is with every guy, which I don't think she is. She seems like she has well, more Laura depth than Laura seems that. very smart. Yes. But I think it's very telling that she said typically she focuses on little things and then bails. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you can be really smart in all the ways, but in relationships have a tendency to self-sabotage. Yeah. And let's be honest, there's always going to be little things. Always. Always little things about someone that annoys it's you. all the little things. Yeah. All the little things add up to the big thing. The big things often aren't important it's Mm. the little things and you can already feel so we'll get to the dominican republic now the little interactions where he's sort of being a goofball it doesn't feel like it's landing no in fact their dynamic reminded me a bit of uh irena and was it zach in season four where it felt like she was kind of like slightly repulsed by him and he was kind of like trying to make conversation and goof around and she's just sort of just trying to keep him in line. Like when she's like, no Hawaiian shirt, no motorcycle. 
I don't know. It was just sort of odd. But here's the thing. I, I feel like it sounds like I don't like Laura. I really like Laura, actually. Yeah, me too. I just don't like them together. You know what I think? There's two things that they lack. One is they're not friends. Two is they're not lovers. <laughs> That's all. That's it. Everything I, else is good. The not friends part is key. Not friends. They don't like each other. They don't want to hang out with each well, other. But, I mean, he but, wants he is friends with her. She is not friends with him. Well, so that's interesting because, I mean, she said yes to a proposal. They spent all these hours together. It just shows like, love is not blind. <laughs> okay. In Do conclusion. Do we need to repeat this? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like she doesn't respond to his quirks. You know what I mean? The and things the that make him gets, him. The, yeah. Exactly what you're saying. The things that make him him. Uh-huh. You could sit behind a wall and talk about all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's half of it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. The things that make him Jeremy <laughs> are all the things she doesn't like. <laughs> okay, Andy. So next up will be Jimmy and Chelsea and by proxy, Jessica and Trevor. However... We decide we're going to split these six episodes into two recaps. So we have a part two separately. I will link it in the description below and you can go see our thoughts there. Sounds good? Sounds great. Okay. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.